Welcome to the Maple Grove Scripture Reading Podcast, Episode 1, Genesis 1 through 21. Welcome to the Scripture Reading Podcast. My name is Nick Spencer, and I am the Youth and Media Director at Maple Grove Christian Church in Bloomington, Indiana. For me, today is pretty neat because this is the official start of our brand new podcast as we read through Scripture as a community here at Maple Grove. So let me give you just a quick idea of what to expect each Friday with this podcast. We're going to be using the Scripture Reading Plan provided by The Bible Project, which you can find on our website at maplegrove.church slash read scripture. You can also find it on their website as well at thebibleproject.com. That'll also have all the videos for each of the the books that we're going to be reading in the Bible, and they're good overview videos as well as theme videos, and they're just so well put together, and I do encourage you to go look at those as well. Now, each week I'm going to talk about some of the verses that just kind of stood out to me as I read during the week. This will be um, pretty informal as we go about it, Uh, just kind of my insights, my reading into this. And uh, But my goal for this podcast is to give you a place each week that will give you a, a goal to hit each week as we tackle through reading the Bible this year. And it's also just a place where you can come and know that you've got other people reading with you in this 2017 year. Most importantly, though, my hope is just simply that you get alone with God every day reading His Word, spending some time, just you and Him. In Maple Grove 2017, it's a year of getting deeper, and probably one of the most foundational ways to do that is spending time alone with God in His Word and through prayer. Okay, so now that the introduction's out of the way, let's jump into Genesis. And what a better place to start than the first verse in the first chapter. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. You know, my youth group, I I talk a lot about this idea of God's creation, his creative ability, and that he created the entire universe. And he created things that we are we as humans, we're never going to see. And I I tell them this because I hope that it helps them get a a perspective on God that is that is a little less limited than we probably usually get. Because if you really think about all of the galaxies, all of the you know, think about all the known galaxies, think about the unknown galaxies, think about things that just provide you with a scope of God that is is far beyond what we can we can imagine. And that's what I think that this first chapter of Genesis is giving. It's showing us the power of God. It's showing us his creativity. And it, you know, it shows us the power because he can just say something and it's going to happen. You know, like verse three, God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God said, let there be an expanse between the waters to separate water from water in verse six. And that happened. And you know, all throughout this chapter, let there be, you know, God said, let there be this, let there be that. But there's one place where God did not say that. And we go into chapter two and we see um, the creation of man. And the creation of man is, it, it's a little more, not a little bit, it's a lot. It, it is way more intimate than the creation of the universe. 
Because in in chapter 2 and verse 7, it says, The Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. He formed man out of the dust. So this God who could create things just by speaking it, instead to create humans, he came down, formed us out of the ground, formed Adam out of the ground, and breathed life into his nostrils, and he became a living being. That to me is, I mean, that is so intimate. That is so loving. And we're going to see that. We're going to see this all-powerful God. All throughout Scripture, we're going to see this all-powerful, all-knowing, all-everything God love us, be intimate with us, just like he was at creation, even when we screw up, because we will screw up. Because it doesn't take but one more chapter to see sin enter the world. We are created to be image bearers of God. Chapter 1, verse 27, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. We are made to be images of God, reflections of his glory, his goodness, all of what God is. Yet we want more than that. And in in chapter 3, we see this serpent who speaks with Eve. And and he he appeals to that nature that wants to be like God. Or at least he plants a seed. Where he says in chapter 3, verse uh, 4, he says, You will not surely die. For God knows that when you eat of it, and what he's saying is you eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, your eyes will be opened. And you will be like God, knowing good and evil. You will be like God. Well, it didn't take long after that for Adam and Eve to eat of that fruit, to have their eyes open, to disobey God. Sin enters the world, and it has infected us ever since. And I think pretty much with the same problem. We want to be like God. Or rather, we want to be God. And you can see that. I think you can see that in our culture today. I think you've seen it all throughout history to where we relegate God to the sidelines and we try and do it all on our own. That's just the way that we are. That's that's our nature now. We have a sin nature. And I think that's just kind of the base of it where we want to be like God or we want to be God. And you see this downward spiral from this one decision. You see this downward spiral of sin. You have Cain and Abel, Cain killing his brother Abel. You have this guy named Lamech who, you know, says he's worse than Cain. You have God destroying his creation because of all the sin. Even after that, it continues. You have uh, building of the Tower of Babel in chapter 11. You have Sodom and Gomorrah. Some things of these that we will get to in a few minutes. But there's still hope. There's still a shred of hope from God. Because back in chapter 3, verse 15, God is cursing the serpent, but he prophesies hope. He prophesies that there would be one who would come, the offspring of the woman who would crush the serpent's head while being struck on the heel. So he's he's going to destroy the serpent, but he's also going to take a shot from the serpent, being struck on the heel and being killed. But just to know that even at this beginning, even in chapter 3, right after mankind sins for the first time and, and sin has now infected this creation, God still is providing hope 
through a person. Now here we don't know who that is, but this is a prophecy about Jesus coming, crushing the serpent's head while being struck on the heel. And so we move from there, and we we go through the Cain and Abel story. We've got a genealogy from Adam to Noah, and then we get into chapter 6, and we have the flood. And there's one thing that struck me when I was reading through this, one thing that I'd never really seen because I usually read at the NIV, but when I read in the app, it's actually the ESV, English Standard Version, that that the app uses. And it had a slightly different translation for this chapter because in the NIV, chapter 6, verse 6 says, The Lord was grieved that he had made man on the earth and his heart was filled with pain. But the ESV There's one word that is translated a little bit differently where it says, And the Lord regretted that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him to his heart. The Lord regretted that he made man on the earth. I mean, I'd I'd never had seen that when I was reading before. Never really even thought about regret being something that the Lord would, would have. But even as I did some study on the actual words, regret is the word. Or or like the, the New American Standard says, the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth. That affected me as I was reading this, that, that God regretted making man. Because like it says, man's wickedness had grown and every inclination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil all of the time. And so the Lord regretted making man, and he decided to destroy them. He says that he will wipe mankind whom he created from the face of the earth, men and animals and creatures that move along the ground, the birds in the air, for I am grieved that I have made them. I mean, that's got to affect you in some way, right? I don't know. It does me. does me. But there's still a thread of hope. Verse 8, but Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Hope through Noah. Noah through from the line of Adam and Eve. Because God had made a promise. God had made a promise that there would come one who would strike the head of the serpent. And then that would, it would come from a descendant of the woman. And so in order to do that, he would have to keep that family going. And so... He finds a righteous man from the line of Adam, from the line of Eve, in Noah. Now, Noah's not perfect. He's far from it. I mean, we see the flood happen. Noah uh, builds an ark. And by the way, if you are ever interested in, in seeing the size of the ark, if you've ever had a hard time visualizing how large an ark like this would be, because a lot of times it gets, uh, it gets, translated as cubits, and I really don't know what a cubit is, but the NIV you know, says it's 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, 45 feet high. And again, that's a little hard to kind of grasp just how large that is. But if you go down, we took a trip down to the Ark Experience down in Kentucky, um, put on, uh, that is, uh, that was built by Answers in Genesis, who did the Creation Museum down there as well. You can see a full-size replica of the Ark, and it is amazing. I mean, just the sheer scope of it, the sheer size of it is amazing. And, and so I would highly recommend going down and seeing that if you ever get the chance. 
So Noah builds the ark. He and his family survived the flood. And God makes a covenant with Noah that he's not going to do this again. He says in verse 21 of chapter 8, he says, Never again will I destroy all living creatures as I have done. As long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. And so God makes a covenant with Noah tells him to be fruitful, increase in number, multiply on the earth, and increase upon it. But there's still sin. Sin was not eradicated by this destruction in the flood. Because we see in chapter 9, Noah plants a vineyard, and he gets drunk and and lays uncovered, and and things happen, and, and that just shows you that that even though Noah is a righteous man, he still is infected with this disease called sin that we are still infected with today. But but there's still hope. And we move into the second part of Genesis. It's really, if you watched the Bible Project video that talks about it being in two parts, you have Genesis 1 through 11 as the first part, and then you have Genesis um, 12 through 50 as the second part. And the second part is where we meet a man called Abram. And it's through his line, it's through his family that a nation would rise. God makes a covenant with Abram where he would make Abram a great nation through his offspring. And Abram wasn't perfect. His, his wife, who wasn't able to have children, told him to sleep with her servant Hagar to have children in order to fulfill this promise that the Lord has given them. They, they weren't patient. They, weren't, they didn't wait on God um, to fulfill his promise in his time, but they tried to do it on their own. Again, it's this, you know, we think we know better than God. And so he did. He he slept with Hagar, had a child, Ishmael. And then there were times where uh, twice he, he tells people that Sarah is his sister instead of his wife. And, I mean, he's he's just not perfect, but God still made the covenant with him. And God keeps his promise. God keeps his promise. Even though, you know, he, he told Abraham, he told Sarah that they would have a child even in their older age, and they both laughed at him, which I think is interesting. Uh, but it's like they just didn't trust him to fulfill his promise. But he does anyway. He fulfills his promise of the birth of Abraham's son, Isaac. And Isaac's story we will get into next week as we will continue our reading plan. Next week we will continue our reading. We will be in Genesis 22, and we will go all the way through next Friday through Genesis 42. So that's uh, 20 chapters to read. Really, it's not going to be that bad because it's like three or four chapters a day. And But we'll get into more of of Abraham's family with Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, maybe even into Joseph. I'm not quite sure yet, but we will get into all of that next week when we come back and talk again. Okay, so we're coming to the end of our first podcast, and so I hope that you really enjoyed it. Um, I hope that it was helpful to you, maybe pointed out some things that you, you might not have seen or, or maybe just confirmed some things that you did see. 
Um, let me know. Uh, I'm going to have comments open and available on the webpage for this episode. If you go to the maplegrove.church slash read scripture and then just click on episode one, um, let, leave a comment and, and let us know what you thought and maybe some things that y- you saw when you read this, when you read through this scripture as well. And next week, again, we'll be getting into chapter 22 through 42 in Genesis. Also, don't forget the Psalms. The, you read a Psalm a day, and that's, that's really important, too. There was, there was even one that I wanted to point out. Uh, just in the first days reading Psalm 1, um, and, and it just kind of really solidifies what we're doing here, where he says, But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. That's where we need to be. We need to delight in the law of the Lord, in in Scripture. Delight in Scripture, meditate on it day and night. And maybe it's just reading the three or four chapters a day, but trying to think about that um, as you go throughout your day, trying to think about what you read. Just a good thing to remember as we go through our Scripture. Again, just most importantly, though, is we just hope that you spend time alone with God every day. Get into his word, pray, just talk with God, just you and him. And I hope 2017 will be a year that that every day that that's going to happen. I know some days are going to be hard. Some days you're just going to read to make sure that you stay up on the checklist, uh, that it's just going to be a thing to get done. Uh, and I know that's going to happen because I know it's going to happen to me. But I, I just pray that, that the majority of the time you are, you're doing it because you want to hear from the Lord and you want to just be um, alone with him. Anyway, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week with the next part of Genesis. Thanks for listening to the Maple Grove Christian Church Scripture Reading Podcast. You can find out more information about our church at our website at www.maplegrove.church. You can also follow us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MGCCBtown. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and the Google Play Store. Thanks again for listening.